from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited availability in select areas. Visit slash hypergig with details. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, history fans. Here's a rerun for today, brought to you by Tracy V. Wilson. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson, and it's November 20th. A whale sank the whaling ship Essex on this day in 1820. The story starts on the island of Nantucket off of Cape Cod, Massachusetts, which was the heart of the whaling industry in the early 19th century. This industry had started out with people butchering dead whales that had washed up on shore, and then that progressed to people hunting whales relatively close to the shore from boats, and then to hunting whales farther and farther out to sea and much larger and more sophisticated ships. As people were whaling farther and farther out from the shore, these ships started to have equipment on board to process what was harvested from the whales because that was a lot easier than trying to haul an entire whale back to the shore, sometimes from thousands of miles away. A lot of what they were really after was the spermaceti. Also, people call that spermaceti from the heads of sperm whales. They were also harvesting blubber. It wasn't as much about the meat. It was about the blubber and the oil and also ambergris, which you had to be really lucky to get. That was a lot more rare. 
So whaling ships had this series of pots and fires on board called a triworks that was used to render the blubber while they were still at sea. And the whale ship also carried a few smaller whaling boats because the main ship itself was not all that maneuverable. You needed something much smaller and faster to be able to actually hunt a whale. Voyages were also meant to last a really long time. It was not uncommon for a ship to set out with three or four years of supplies, and two and a half year voyages were really typical. This is also incredibly dangerous work. A lot of people died. In August of 1819, the Essex set sail from Nantucket and nearly sank in a squall just two days later. They eventually made their way to the Galapagos Islands, though, and they resupplied with turtle meat while they were there. But while they were there, they also set a fire on Charles Island that was massively destructive and probably led to the extinction of at least two animal species. More than a year after they had left Nantucket, they spotted a pod of whales and they deployed two boats to go hunt them. But then the people that were still on the main whaling ship noticed another whale that was behaving oddly. It seemed to be watching them. They estimated that this whale was about 85 feet or 26 meters long, which was extremely large for a sperm whale. And then it headed straight for them. It struck the ship, turned around, came back, and struck them again. So with the ship seriously damaged, it started to sink. Fortunately for the crew, those boats that were used to hunt the whales were still in order, and the men, all of them, survived the sinking, divided up, and got into them. They were also able to salvage about 60 days' worth of supplies, including 195 gallons of water. At first, they talked about heading for the Marquesas or the Society Islands. Both of those were more than 1,000 miles away, and the prevailing current would help get them there, but they were afraid of cannibals on these islands, which is going to turn out to be ironic. Instead of going that way, they headed for Peru or Chile, both of which required them to go against the current and against the wind, but they were so afraid of the cannibal threat that that seemed like the best option. When they got to the Pitcairn Islands, three of the men decided to stay behind, but the rest of them decided to continue on because there wasn't really a lot there for them to sustain themselves. But these men in the whaling boats did not have enough provisions to get to land. And after a while, survivors turned to cannibalism when their crewmates died. It got to a point, though, where no one had died, so they had to draw lots to decide who would be murdered and then eaten. They were finally spotted off the coast of Chile on February 23rd, 1821, after more than three months. In the end, there were eight survivors out of the 20 or 21 who set sail initially. That included those three men that had stayed behind when the rest got back in the boats. Captain George Pollard Jr. survived. His next ship, though, was the Two Brothers, and it also sank after it struck a coral reef. At that point, no one would hire him to captain a ship anymore. And then this whole story became the inspiration for the classic novel Moby Dick. The first mate, who was named Owen Chase, also wrote a book about this whole experience, which was called Narrative of the Most Extraordinary and Distressing Shipwreck of the Whale Ship Essex of Nantucket, which was attacked and finally destroyed by a large spermacidae whale in the Pacific Ocean with an account of the unparalleled sufferings 
of the captain and crew during a space of 93 days at sea in open boats in the years 1819 and 1820. You can learn more about this in the September 27th, 2010 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class. Thanks to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on this show. And you can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a document to establish a new government. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.